recorded live. Hey everyone, Huffman here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is March 29th, 2016. This is episode number 124, Real or No Real? That is the question. Hmm. Today, we have our usual podcast crew with us. We have Steve. Hey, everyone. And let you know, I am real. At least I think so. <laughs> we have Greg. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and Barry. Hey, guys. I, I keep pinching myself, but I'm not sure if I'm real or not. Someone come out there and pinch me. I think one of the four of us is uh, is 3D printed, so if you can guess which one that is, you win a prize. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So many uh, mysteries with, uh, with the Nintendo NX and everything, and that's definitely a topic we'll be talking about tonight, but that will be coming a little bit later. Uh, first things first, to kind of let you all know what's going on for those that may be new to this podcast. This podcast is interactive and we love to talk with all of you. So there's many ways that you can participate. First of all, you can not only listen to us live, you can watch us live um, on our YouTube page. We are streaming live on Google Hangouts and you can join in uh, by talking in the chat room on the Google Hangout page or on TalkShoe as well. The full details on that are on our website, nintendofuse.com. So if any of you are out there, um, shout out to DJ Burgess uh, in the chat room as well. Um, so anyone else out there, uh, post your comments. We'll read them on the podcast. You can even call into the podcast and join in as well. We love to make it interactive and hear from all of you. So that's definitely what's, uh, what makes this extra fun. So tonight we got uh, a couple interesting topics to discuss. Uh, the first thing is, in true Nintendo Fuse podcast tradition, last episode, we discussed, you know, hey, uh, when is a Nintendo Direct, you know, going to come? And then another, and then one was pretty much announced right after it and, and happened. It, that It always happens. It never fails. It, it's crazy. We have some magic power or something. I don't, I don't fully understand it, but uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, so we have uh, a bunch of topics to discuss from the Nintendo Direct. And um, I want to kind of highlight some of them. So we'll we'll go through each of them individually. So uh, the first little bit that we can discuss is for Wii U, Star Fox Zero. They kind of showed more gameplay for that. And the game comes out April 22nd. And they discussed uh, the special two-player mode where one player can fly the R-wing while the other player aims and shoots. Um, And just a couple, you know, glimpses of new levels and things. The package version of the game comes with Star Fox Guard, which is that Project Guard game that we saw before, um, but now in the Star Fox universe here, um, for $59.99. And then the digital version of the game can be purchased by itself for $49.99. Star Fox Guard can then be purchased in the eShop on its own for $14.99. Or if you purchase the digital version of either Star Fox Zero or Star Fox Guard, then you'll receive a $4.99 discount toward the other game, basically. so, are you guys excited about Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard? Yeah, I mean, I am. Yeah. For Star Fox Project Robot, or Project Giant Robot to appear. What the hell? Where was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know much about like the the Project Guard thing. I, I was never like of all the the different things that they were showing off. Um, 
back in those the peg demos and everything like that. Um, I thought that was kind of cool, but it wasn't the thing that I was most excited about. So it was kind of interesting that that was the one that popped up in, in Starbox. I think it's, I don't even know, I kind of, I wouldn't even like expected to see it as a Star Fox game. Um, I could think of maybe Metroid or something like that, but it was kind of weird that it was like Star Fox, but especially with the Federation Force, it kind of seems like it could be connected with that. But anyhow, um, aside from that, um, I'm still excited about Star Fox as much as I have been from the very beginning. Um, I think the two-player thing is, I don't know, I think it's kind of dumb. Um, I think it's it's kind of like, it's almost like they, they kind of shoehorned in or like, no, wait, wait, we didn't put multiplayer in here, but... But actually, you could probably grab well, you could grab two controllers and and play the same thing, and we'll call it we'll call it two player, and we'll kind of make people happy. And I don't I don't really even like that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> if I'm honest, like that sort of thing is, is things that end friendships. That and Mario Party and <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers U and things like that. Like those are the things that end friendships. Like. You, no, like a friend is going to be like playing there, like, no, shoot there, shoot there. I told you there. Like, and then before you know it, controllers are going to be thrown up against the wall, TVs are going to be broken, and the game is going to be shut off. Um, so, yeah, I'm, that's not a two player mode. I'm not my mind. Um, but I'm excited about the actual game, the single player. Um, I just wish that, yeah, that I wish the, the multiplayer, that true multiplayer was included. Um, but I've been saying that from the beginning. So, nothing, nothing brand new. Um, hoping to get a Ruby copy in soon so I can uh, actually start playing it and have some actual thoughts on it. Well, Steve, now don't don't be mad at the development team for playing a lot of Mario Kart Double Dash, okay? Clearly, that's where they got their inspiration from. <laughs> that's kind of what it was fun to play. I mean, a lot of people like that, and I, I actually enjoy playing that with my, my roommate in college, but like we yelled at each other a lot. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely uh, interesting. I, you know, I kind of have mixed feelings about, about the game. It looks kind of interesting, but I'm kind of wondering, like, how much new and fresh experiences is it really going to, to bring? Um, so I'm going to kind of wait and see how it is. Um, but uh, at least I know that, you know, if, if I hear Star Fox Guard is interesting, then I may kind of check that out as a, as a fun little side thing. So it's nice that they're kind of selling them separate as well, just as the option. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I do actually want to get, um, a caller on the, uh, on the line as well from New Jersey. Let's see. Hello out there in New Jersey. Uh, I'm having a super time. Great show so far, guys. Great show. How are we? <laughs> Matt, New Jersey. How's it going, man? That was going to be Good, our New thanks. Jersey friend. Sorry. I haven't been around for a while. Great show so far. We missed you. You're wondering what's yeah. there. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, hey, um, a couple of things. Did uh, Hassan? Did you uh, did you get married last month? I got uh, engaged. I'm getting married in September. Ah, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Hey, as a as a guy who's married for 14 years, don't do it. <laughs> 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 I, I told I told the wife today I need to be with the guys, put the women and children to bed, and we're going hunting for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, not sure what uh, if you guys saw or not. Uh, 
I wanted to get Bell Bear. Congratulations. I know you're a big Zelda guy, Zelda in the Hall of Fame. You guys That's right. the video game Hall of Fame? Yep, congrats, Bear. Yeah. The, um, Thanks. The, also, what do you guys think of the rest of the class that got inducted? You know, I didn't get a chance to see um, who else was in it. Is there... I believe like Tetris was one. Sonic the Hedgehog, a classic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I don't even see anything. Let's see here. Um, okay, so it looks like, um, yeah, so 2016 nominations for World Video Game Hall of Fame. Um, so the nominees include, there's, let's see, uh, Final Fantasy, GTA 3, a couple other, Legend of Zelda, Pokemon Red and Green, um, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, Street Fighter 2, Tomb Raider, um, a couple things like that. But uh, it seems like, yeah, Zelda and uh, Pokemon Red and Green are the Nintendo ones that kind of stick out here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah I, like, think, I think all those kind of make cool. sense. Like, in my mind, yeah, all yeah. of them stand out for some some reason. Um, yeah, usually like good no, reasons. No brainers, no brainers, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm glad that they're giving more old school stuff as opposed to you know just Minecraft and Flappy Bird and Angry Birds. Like, <laughs> give give old school respect before you go to the the newer stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah, I just uh, I I just uh, I just figured I got to call in before the wife starts yelling at me again. Haas again. Congrats. <laughs> Greatest Thank you. Your life. You know, Thank you. Barrett, great seeing you again. Steve, great pleasure as well. Um, I'll tell you, I was talking about it. We watched the last one, me and a bunch of my buddies. You guys all get big golden joysticks from us. You guys all have golden joysticks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Thank, Thank you very you. much, man. Yep. Thank I you. appreciate it. All right, guys. I'll be listening the rest of the show. Got to go, though, before, you know, the wife starts yelling, obviously. You know? <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Take care, man. Thank Bye-bye. you. Have a great night, man. Bye. Uh, always a pleasure uh, to hear from him. Um, and uh, thankfully, you know, when it comes to my fiance and everything, she's a gamer and everything too, which is great. So that's definitely uh, definitely a plus. So hopefully, no, you know, no fighting over, you know, stop playing video games or whatever. Instead, it'll be fighting over like Star Fox. You know, like that game could you know, make or break our marriage, apparently. <laughs> that that might be, yeah, a lot of people say, like, the first year of marriage is the toughest. That that might be because of Star Fox for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I better, I better avoid that game. <laughs> um, you should play Mario Brothers U, then. You'll be fine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, avoid that. Mario Party, all off, off limits. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Johnny Lamont as well in the chat. So what's up? Um, and again, if you guys have any thoughts as we go along, post them in the chat, and we'll we'll uh, um, talk about it on the on the podcast. Um, one of the other things from the Nintendo Direct was uh, definitely highly rumored, um, and it came true, which is a new Paper Mario game, and it's Paper Mario Color Splash. And um, you know, I guess little hints of Splatoon in a way made its way to Paper Mario. Uh, trying to paint uh, paint the world. Um, the game comes out in 2016, and you use Paper Mario's paint hammer to splash paint on anything, and it brings the color back to the island uh, in the game. 
Uh, are you guys excited about the the new Paper Mario game? So this is kind of like Mario bit. Sunshine too, right? <laughs> In a way, I'm, I'm not. So I'm just tapping out right here. I've never been a, a Paper Mario fan. I apologize to everyone that is like hating me right now. I just I just haven't. So um, on you guys who actually have an opinion about this game. <laughs> well, it kind of reminded me a lot of Sticker Star, and I'm that kind of not making me very happy because I think Sticker Star has been the worst one of the um, other two that I've played. So, um, unfortunately, I think I didn't play the best 1,000-year-old door, but I did play the other two, (laughs) the N64 one and uh, the Wii version one, Super Paper Mario. Um, So, yeah, I got a lot of stuff that that kind of compares to Sticker Star with, like, these battle cards that kind of, like, uses the stickers and it just it just seems like it's going to be a possible train wreck if, if it's, hopefully I'm proven wrong though. See, I'm I'm somebody who you know I, I played every Paper Mario at launch. Uh, I was there when the 64 one dropped, and I've enjoyed El Mall. Was Sticker Star the greatest game? No, but it was not a bad game, and I do not think it deserves the hate it gets. Uh, when I first saw Cover Splash, I was excited. And then I read tons and tons of negative feedback from people. I don't, I do not think it's warranted personally. And then uh, one of the biggest people who were outspoken about being uh, negative was Andre from Game Explain. And then they did their analysis video, which I watched. And he admitted afterwards, after when I did all this analysis, I realized there's a lot to this game, and I actually have a different opinion on it. So I definitely advise people who are, have a negative opinion who are not sure about this game, watch the analysis video, because I was hyped for, for it before. Now I'm, like, really hyped. Like, I can't wait to play this game. It still has the same charm, and it's one of those things where, you know, like, I would rate Sticker Star, like, a 7, which is not a bad game. It's average. Is it, you know, it's nowhere near a thousand-year door. I, I know that. That's, that's without a shadow of a doubt. But it's still a good game, and you got to play a game on its own merits. You know, otherwise, think about it. Zelda would have died after Zelda 2 because it was so different. You just got to play a game for its own merits. And I think people need to give Color Splash a chance. Like I said, watch that video. I think you'll have a different opinion. The So the Paper Mario series, I think I'm one of the people that, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people who didn't really like Sticker Star. I kind of enjoyed it, although my favorite out of the series is probably Super Paper Mario, which is probably a lot of people's least favorites as well. So I'm kind of... Actually, I, that's the only one I've played, and I enjoyed it. Um, but it's not like regular Paper Mario, so right. <laughs> I know it doesn't can't really count. <laughs> exactly. So maybe maybe I just don't like the true Paper Mario as much, and I just like some of the the odd ones. I don't know. Um, so I you know this one seems kind of interesting, and I'm kind of curious to to see more. Um, I think my sister is a bigger Paper Mario fan than I am, to be honest. So maybe she'll be looking forward to this game or something. So. Um, I'm curious to to know more. We've only really gotten one trailer, and they really didn't, like, in the direct, it was kind of like, oh, by the way, new Paper Mario, here's a trailer. Okay, moving on. It was like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> hello? They just really didn't allow like, it. You knew it was going to happen anyhow, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, I, you know, I guess I assume then probably an E3 will probably get, like, a lot more information there or something. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with the with the game there. I mean, I don't think I have quite a negative opinion of it. I'm still pretty excited for another Paper Mario game. I'm just really hoping it's not as, like, Sticker Star. I don't know if I had rated it, like, a 7. I thought Sticker Star was more like a 6. But 
I don't know. I didn't really like the combat system and or anything like that. So, well, see, one of the things that people didn't like about Sticker Star, like you said, was the combat system because you had to use a sticker per attack, and then you lost it. And like one of the things you'll see if you watch the analysis video is it appears you actually have the cards and you keep them. And in order to use them, you need to use your paint to paint the card in, color it, and then attack. But then you keep the card, and it just becomes black and white again. So you have to have a certain amount of paint levels, and every time you defeat the enemies, you gain more paint. So it's not like, oh, man, I need to go farm stickers. It's As long as you have the card in your deck, then you're going to be able to do the attack as long as you have the paint for it. And there's the red, uh, yellow, blue paint meter, so you have to actually balance how much paint you have. So there's resource management, but it's not the same as Sticker Star. And for me, I like the, the ability to, hey, if I want to jump, I'm going to guarantee myself having this jump by having this card as opposed to I need to stock up and have two pages of this jump sticker just so I can keep jumping. Yeah. I mean, the other, my other concern was, like, the um, how the battles were in Sticker Star were pointless. Like, you just would rather dodge them than activate them because they didn't give you any XP or anything that you really need. Yeah, so. that that be fixed. Yeah. Well, hopefully they they kind of learn from from some of that as well. It seems like they made some improvements to the, the combat system, as, as Barry was saying. So hopefully some of the other concerns are are addressed as well. Um, and I guess it's it's interesting. Uh, well, the uh, Sticker Star was the first uh, handheld um, Paper Mario game, so they're going back to the uh, the consoles now. So um, you know. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what they do with that, basically. Um, speaking of Mario, we do have two other uh, Mario-related games that were discussed uh, in the Nintendo Direct. So Super Mario Maker, of course, as we know, um, they had an update for the game, um, which added a super expert mode to the 100 Mario Challenge, which is cleared after you um, – it's unlocked after you clear the expert mode. Uh, there's also 12 new mystery mushroom, mystery mushroom costumes. Ooh, say that three times fast. Um, and uh, have been added to the 100 Mario Challenge. Uh, there's also a couple of other new tools that they've added for level creation, uh, which is pretty interesting, like the ability to have keys in your levels, um, which is pretty cool. And then the other Mario-related game is Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Uh, the Wii U version of the game comes out June 24th. Um, so there is that. Um, have you guys been playing uh, Super Mario Maker much recently? Or I haven't. No. Uh, I, I actually, I, as you mentioned this, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot there were some updates. I should probably get on there sometime and and check them out because um, some of them sound cool. I think I think the key thing um, is the, my favorite update of all those. Um, but I haven't I haven't really played around at all much with it lately. I know I know Greg has for sure, but um, he's like still making my courses all the time. Yeah, I'm still heavily uh, addicted to Mario Maker. I got the update the day it went live. Um, I'm a part of some Facebook groups that you make some like levels and submit them to the group, and then pretty much everybody looks them over, and then practically it's like free stars. So if you're ever needing like free medals, I suggest joining one of the many Facebook groups and stuff right now they're doing like a limited time challenge thing or whatever so they give you 12 items that you have to use and you can only use those 12 and i've been doing a couple rounds with that so far so that's been a lot of fun um definitely definitely love the update haven't really used the pink coins very much right now but i did put like some keys into like a bowser and stuff and that's been pretty fun 
Um, I don't know, Steve, if you played my skill shooter one that I made a long time ago, but I made a remastered version that has Bowser as a key now. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> evil drag. Evil, evil. <laughs> Have you, uh, Barry, uh, played the, the game recently at all? Or? I did the update, and I was working on uh, doing some of the new... Uh, 100 Mario Challenge expert to get the uh, costumes unlocked, but life happened, and it's still actually on right now on my Wii U. Saved at like 8 out of 16, uh, and and it has not moved since. So not not due to lack of wanting to, just lack of time. Right. I like expert mode once, so (laughs) that was really hard. (laughs) I think I probably still got to go through the very first you know, mode there. I'm not, uh, I think my Mario skills are kind of lacking, so I don't, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to clear any of the levels that you guys create. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if it's like, like Mario skills, because Mario skills are one thing, but yeah. beating some of this ridiculous things that people create, <laughs> that's, that's beyond Mario skill. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. You're going for one of those awesomely skilled levels. I mean, they're they're already tough, but mostly you're just going to find levels with every enemy just falling on top of you at once, and you have no way to survive. Right. Yeah, I try. I try to like make it through without skipping, but it gets really tough sometimes. I'm just like, I I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> well, if you play it the easy and normal, they're like all like automatic courses now. So <laughs> for the most like, part. You don't even have to play it. You can just, like, put it on, and then you'll just be done when you're, like, after 10 minutes. (laughs) There we go. It's my kind of game. (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, I'm glad that they are continuing to update the game, and I think that's that's really cool. Um, Not just Super Mario Maker, but, you know, multiple games, like Splatoon is another one they talked about, the Nintendo Direct, with um, um, additional updates uh, for some weapon adjustments and adding new weapon set recommendations, things like that. Just the fact that Nintendo continues to kind of update some of their, their games like that shows the continued support and kind of makes people want to keep coming back to those games, um, which is definitely great. So I'm, I'm glad that they're, that they're doing that. Um, and also uh, for Wii U real quick, I just want to mention for the Nintendo direct from uh, some uh, third parties, there was a Tokyo Mirage sessions, Slash FE is that is that how they were pronouncing it? I can't even remember it's the hashtag. Oh, sharp, whatever. The... Sharp, yeah. Sharp. Sharp. Okay, yeah. There we go. I knew it was something. Uh, so Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, um, and so uh, that is the uh, RPG from Atlas, um, which uh, is it has some you know Fire Emblem references, things like that. It's very interesting. Um, there's that, and then Lost Reavers from Bandai Namco as well. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, Sharp FE comes June 24th, and Lost Reavers from Bandai Namco comes April 28th with an open beta coming April 14th. Um, any of these uh, other games uh, in- interest you guys? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and done. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, I... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't terribly interested in the Tokyo Mirage session, so I don't think I'll be getting that one. And Lost Reavers, I wasn't terribly interested in that one either. 
Lost Weavers looks interesting, but Tokyo Mirage is more interesting the more I see it. And from the footage they showed last E3 at the uh, Treehouse, I fell in love with the game, so I just can't wait. But I'm a sucker for Japanese games, so. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's definitely, it's, it, I feel like the Nintendo Direct, they're always, like, you know, showing all these, you know, what are these games, and all of a sudden Tokyo Mirage Sessions comes out of nowhere, and you're like, what was that? And then it just goes back. It's like, now back to your regularly scheduled programming, and, like, jumps back to your other games. And it's, it's always kind of interesting, the style uh, difference that, that the game kind of has. Um, uh, uh, truly, like, Japanese style in a way and, and uh, really embraces that, which is, which is cool. Well, that's so, what I'm, I'm yeah. for in the NX is that Nintendo can reclaim their own Japanese games because you think about it, there's a, it's a niche market, but there's a market for it. And it's the very thing keeping the Vita alive right now. If it wasn't for those games, the Vita would have nothing. So Wait, the Vita's alive. Yeah. The Vita's still alive. It still gets regularly released games. I believe it or not. Um, but, you know, some of these games, they're just dead. You've got the blue one. Uh, it's just Vita's crying. Out. It's crying right now. <laughs> like, you know, there's, uh, oh, what the heck was the, the, the game where, where you you have to fight vampires in Tokyo and you, like, have to strip off their clothes as you're fighting them. Akiba Strip, as you're, as you're fighting mm-hmm. them. So you strip off their clothes so their skin is exposed to the sunlight so they burn up and die. Like, that's something only <laughs> Japanese would think of. And, 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 they, they put it on Nintendo systems. Like, You're not really making me want to go out and buy it. <laughs> I literally had to blow off, like, a whole layer of dust on the Vita. Like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not the only one, Hassan. I mean, I love my Vita. I'll be honest. I, I played Tales of Hearts R. Loved it. And it's a, it's a great game, first off. Second off, uh, the, the screen is amazing. But even with over 100 games on the Vita, that's the only one I've actually played versus the 3DS, which, well, I have it right here. <laughs> I mean, I always have it with me, and, and right. I always on it. Right. Um, well, speaking of, uh, of handhelds uh, and ones that people mostly actually play, <laughs> we have the Nintendo of those 3DS. That's, that's, that's <laughs> masterful. Um. I actually do want to, uh, real quick, also give a shout-out to OBN Radio um, on the Talk Show chat as well. Um, so uh, uh, talking about um, uh, Donkey Kong and, and uh, 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 wondering about uh, the impact he has on the Mario series. And uh, looks like there's a conversation going on about uh, the baseball All-Stars game um, that they had. Baseball. baseball Stars. Oh, yeah, Baseball Stars by SNK. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, got some, some interesting discussions going on in the chat over there. Um, so shout out to, to OBN radio. Um, so moving on to the 3DS, we have a new game announcement, Kirby Planet Robobot. Um, and so, you know, Kirby wasn't adorable enough. Now he has all these, uh, you know, mech suits and everything with, with all the power-ups, um, that he usually has. Uh, and so, whole new game for the 3DS coming June 10th, and they've also announced a, le- a new line of Kirby Amiibo figures, including Kirby, King DDD, Meta Knight, and Waddle D. Um, I'm, I'll say that I'm already kind of looking forward to this. Um, Kirby games are always one of those games that they're they're pretty simple in gameplay, but if you really want to kind of 
master the levels and stuff, they can become a little challenging. And and uh, I, I think the the Kirby mech suits are just adorable and awesome. And I want to kind of mess around with those. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that game. What about you guys? Not so much. Um, fans of the podcast have heard me say before. I'm, I'm nothing against Kirby. I've just never really been into it. Like I'll go back and play some of the the older games on Virtual Console. Um, you know, after they get to you know be around like five bucks or something like that, then you know I'll get them, or if I get them free and stuff like that, it's it's fun to play. But they've always seemed, at least the original ones. I've not really played any of the newer ones, um, other than like play around. I think with a demo or something like that of of the uh, the yarn game. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really know. Like they're not they're not super challenging, and they never really kind of did it for me. I, I think it's a cool mechanic, um, but it's it's never been something I've been overly excited about. Um, but for those that are into Kirby, it seems like this sort of thing could be fun, um, but I won't be picking it up. Yeah, I have to agree with Steve there. I have very little experience with the Kirby games. I've only played, I think, the NES one and the uh, um, Game Boy one, the original one. Um, that's about my own experience outside of using Kirby and Smash Brothers, which I actually kind of like, but it seems like the characters I don't really care for their series is what I tend to do pretty well with them in Smash Brothers. So. <laughs> Damn, guys, you make me feel old. <laughs> I was having to rake leaves for a week just to be able to get Kirby's Dreamland when it came out. The kids being so proud of that. <laughs> I love Kirby's. I've, I've played every one. Uh, I'm a sucker for Kirby. Uh, haven't beat them all, but I I love Triple Attack. In fact, I suggest you go and play it right now, Steve. In fact, you just leave the podcast and go play it. Let it home. Dude, I'm off the hook on that one. I'm off the hook on that one. Oh, no. <laughs> I have a good time, Honestly, it's it's a really good game, and it seems they're using the uh, Triple Attack uh, or Triple Deluxe uh, engine for this. And it's it's well worth it. I mean, this looks amazing, period. Like, this stole the show, and I will be totally get it. Look, he's starting. He's going to go download it right now. Or, oh, oh, no, I'll see you pull that. Done. I just have a really super fast internet connection. Um, <laughs> um, no, Kirby games, I think, are, are definitely definitely pretty interesting. and they, uh, they're, they're not the most difficult things, but yeah, there's some fun gameplay because you can basically, you know, with all the different abilities that you have and everything, it's it's definitely pretty uh pretty interesting to 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 play. Um, looks like we actually have another caller on the line, so let's see if uh, from North Carolina. How's it going? Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, what's your name? Oh, DJ, remember the episode? Hey, yeah, thanks for thanks for calling. Um, are you uh, are you excited about uh, the new Kirby game? Yes, I am actually. Oh, and congratulations on getting engaged. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, uh, are you uh, any uh, any games that you're like really looking forward to uh, this year that we've kind of talked about or, or haven't discussed? Oh, well, uh, I only look forward to Persona 5, and that's coming since the scene. And I got only, uh, I have um, two Persona games right here. Okay. 
Yeah, what, what, five good. Oh, well, they're, they're actually on the Rio games, both of them. Uh, Dancing All Night? Yeah, yeah, um, so Horia, and so Horia to Ultimax. Oh, uh, First Inner Arena, yeah, those are both very good games. Yeah, I I got through the uh, the Yaki mode and also the Story mode, and, and so Horia, actually. That's really good. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. 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 So I well, the, the only scores I mode is actually the hardest mode to, to get to get through. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Uh, well, wait. Has Barry tried it? Uh, I don't know if anybody else has tried. Um, I haven't tried any of the um, any of those games. Um, I, I know. Well, because all the machines are saying a thing, right? What was that, sorry? Um, because you don't play RPG games, right? They yeah, don't play yeah. RPG. I play yeah. RPG. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're all they losers. They don't like Japanese games. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't play videos, actually. It's cool. It's not have time anymore. RPGs are going to think, like, out hundreds of hours into those things. Yeah, they, they're, they're always, you know, really interesting. And, and it's like, I know Xenoblade, Barry loves it, and he's, you know, Said how amazing it is, and it always sounds so great. I just I can barely play like any other game as is, so it's just it's just time. But uh, but yeah. uh, definitely definitely pretty cool. Um, yeah. 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 Well, thank and you. Also, what? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, the other has this. Uh, has on and and so four signs. Sorry, what was that? Which has the on the on catches. Um, sorry, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, one more time. Uh, 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 some of the main characters, you know, like, you know, Kami, oh. and also, um, uh, uh, I guess. The main characters he's asking about. Um, the main characters of which, the, which game? Persona games. Oh, Persona games. No, see, I haven't played any of, uh, any of those games. I just, I know. um, yeah, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta check it out. I'm sure, I'm sure Barry can probably teach me about, uh, about the games, um, and uh, and I think uh, my old roommate, if any of you guys on the crew remember Tristan, uh, I'm sure he's. I think he's a fan of uh, of those games as well. So I'll definitely have to uh, to read up on those and and uh, and get some more information. Definitely, definitely. Okay. But thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Welcome. Uh-huh. Have a good day. Well, I'm actually watching. Fine, again. Until when it gets weeks. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, what was that? I said, I, I wish you good luck again. The Nintendo NX gets released. Oh, yeah. Oh, Thanks, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely, we'll be talking about the NX yeah. uh, definitely coming up, so stay tuned for that. So we got a lot to, to talk about. Um, yeah. But thanks, man. Yes, thank you for calling. Um, yeah, NX is definitely, uh, definitely a big topic. So we got, we got a lot to discuss with, uh, with all the rumors and everything. So um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, so actually, speaking of that, then I kind of want to kind of breeze through a little bit of some of the next games. I'll kind of group a whole bunch together, and then we can give our thoughts on them as we go. Um, so we have a uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force, um, as we all know, that kind of discussed more about the game um, and uh, how you, you know, you're not controlling Samus in this one. Um, it tells the story of the uh, Galactic Federation's uh, Elite Federation Force unit and the Space Pirates. Um, so the game comes out late spring. 
Um, they also announced uh, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix is coming over um, to the States. So uh, that comes out later this year. And it's um, they said that the the game offers more than 100 rhythm games, 30 of which are new to the series. An additional 70 have been selected from previous games in the series, including the original Game Boy Advance title, never released in North America. So that's pretty neat. Um, we also have um, Monster Hunter Generations uh, uh, coming to the West, and it will have um, a special armor set based on Marth from the Fire Emblem series. Uh, so Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate as well is on sale. Um, with a special price. Uh, oh, wait, actually, by now, the special price is probably over. So, sorry, guys. Um, but the game comes out this summer, Monster Hunter Generation. So, you can look forward to that. And then Disney Art Academy coming May 13th. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's an Art Academy game, but for Disney, enough said, pretty much. <laughs> so, out of those couple of games, uh, anything kind of stand out for you all? I... I'm gonna. I'm actually most excited about Blastfall and and Metroid Prime, um, because I'm a huge Rocket League fan, and I this is kind of like that, but just with Metroid. I was like, that's kind of cool. I think it'd be fun. I just wish it was like a standalone thing. I think I might have said this before at one point. Like, I wish it'd be kind of like a standalone like download, um, not necessarily included in the the full game. I think it'd be a, a brilliant idea, um, but. I don't. I don't think Metroid Prime Federation Force is going to be as bad as people. I mean, I think the biggest reason why people don't like it is because it wasn't what they were expecting in the whole Metroid Prime um, series and everything. But I don't think it's going to. It doesn't look like it's going to be a bad game. Um, and so I'm. I think that's probably the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, Rhythm Heaven is cool, but I was never into it. I, I played the demos of it, and it's fun and everything, but. Um, I have some other rhythm games that I can go back to if I kind of get an itch for that. But um, Monster Hunter Generations is probably another game that's like Monster Hunter's fun, but it takes a long time to like really like crank away and get your your characters up to the levels you want them to and and all that stuff. Um, I'm not an artist. It'd be cool to draw stuff, but yeah. Uh, the other things that like it's, it's weird to say, but I'm most excited about Metroid Prime Blast Ball. <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, agree there. I mean, I definitely admit that when they had originally announced it, I was pretty mad about it. But after seeing like, the trailer and having them discuss the game a little bit better, I think I'm more open to it and definitely will probably be giving it a shot as I usually like most of the Metroid games. So I definitely was going to probably look at the picking up that one. And, and as Steve said, I haven't really played any of the other series. I mean, Monster Hunter, I don't really care for the live-action combat, the Rhythm Heaven, never played any of those games, and uh, what was that other one? The Art Academy, I didn't, I'm not really too much into the art games. Yeah, of them, I'm with everybody, I think Monster Hunter, uh, Metro Prime is going to be fine. Uh, I liked it from the beginning, I like world building as a writer. Uh, so I'm excited for Federation Force. I'm excited to see what they do with it, and I think people are being way too hard on it. I mean, it's the creator's vision. He's wanted to do it for 10 years. Let him create what he wants to create. If it's not what you want, then don't buy it. But to say, you know, to piss on someone else's work, really, it's just not right. Uh, and I've told people this. If you're really that upset about it and you think you can do better, 
then learn how to code, get Nintendo to, to say, all right, make a Metroid Prime game, and go ahead and make it. And if you can't do that, then just be happy we're getting a game to begin with because they could have easily said, no game at all, we're going to put Metroid on hiatus for another 10 years, and you would have been able to do not, nothing. You, you could do nothing. So I think you just be thankful that we're at least getting something. Play it, enjoy it for what it is, and Samus will most likely be back next time. And who knows what Retro's working on. Metroid NX, here we go. Uh, as for the other ones, uh, I've enjoyed the Monster Hunter games, so Monster Hunter Cross or, or X or Generations or whatever you want to call it now. Uh, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I expected it to be launched in here, so to see it, it's like, great. Now will we get the next Monster Hunter game? So uh, I'll, I'll be picking that up. Uh, Rhythm Heaven, Greg, shame on you. Yeah, Rhythm Heaven's a game you need to play. It's just a lot of fun. And it's quick. It's like WarioWare. So it's like, it's not like an epic 50-hour RPG. It's like those little rhythm games. Uh, so this, it's, it's the one to pick up um, pretty much because it has like the best of. Uh, the only one I'm not terribly interested in is Disney Art Academy. Uh, I have the Pokemon Art Academy. Uh, I didn't play it. My wife enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, hey, if I see it for... Eight ninety nine or something, I'll grab it because it's a Nintendo published title, but it's not one I'm going to, you know, oh my god, I have to have it launched. Right, right. Um, yeah, I kind of um, going to echo a lot of what you all said. Um, Metro Prime Federation Force, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see exactly how it is to get it, but it doesn't seem bad, necessarily. I mean, it seem, seems fine. Um I'm kind of curious. I want to really get more into the Rhythm Heaven series. I think I've played a little bit of one of them, um, but uh, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix sounds interesting. Um, the rest uh, probably pass on. Um, the uh, I did want to mention in the chat, Johnny Lamont said he played Kirby 64, Return to Dreamland, and Triple Deluxe. He enjoyed all of those, so he'll probably get uh, the, the new Kirby game um, as well. Um, and then also in the chat, um, Charlie Pregan says, what are your thoughts on the new Zelda Hyrule Warriors? Well, we have a couple more games that were discussed in the Nintendo Direct, uh, one of which is Hyrule Warriors Legends, which is out now for the 3DS. Um, and uh, so there's basically, uh, if you play on the new 3DS, it's enhanced, so better um What's, what's the word? Uh, the system has more power to be able to handle the game better and the frame rate is better and that sort of thing. Um, there's also a transfer code for the game that allow purchasers to also own Hyrule Warriors for Wii U to use uh, Ganondorf's <laughs> Trident Weapon and play as the five new characters from Hyrule Warriors Legends in the Wii U game uh, and so on. There's also a medley from Wind Waker available as a free download um, when the first DLC pack is released. Uh, we also have Bravely Second End Layer a free demo of the game is out now, um, and uh, the game launches on April 15th. We have Dragon Quest Seven: Fragments of the Forgotten Past coming later in 2016. Um, it says the world has been rebuilt, the characters have new 3D models, and the story has been completely relocalized. Um, and then Fire Emblem Fates Revelation. Um, so that is... Uh, uh, out now as well, the third path in the Fire Emblem Fate story alongside Birthright and Conquest. So, um, and then there's also going to be new DLC uh, maps being released on a weekly basis through April 21st. Um, 
out of these, the only one that kind of, I guess, interests me and the one that I actually got is Hyrule Warriors Legends. So um, I was playing that the other day. Um, and, you know, I have uh, the Wii U game, and it's um, it was pretty fun. And, and the 3DS game uh, is also pretty interesting. I, I don't know if I, at least so far, prefer one over the other in a way. I guess the, the ease of access of having it on a portable is kind of nice. Um, so I, I don't, you know, mind that it doesn't have as good graphics as the Wii U one. It's still perfectly decent. Um, so, you know, I guess so far, and I guess I kind of dig the fact that it's on a portable and, and, um, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty neat. What about you guys? Any of these games interest you or? Yeah, I got, I got Hyrule Warriors on, on Wii U as well and, and really liked it. Um, still really like it. Uh, I need to get back and, and play some more. I, I basically beat it, but then I think there's a couple other quests that I can go back and, and do. Um, and I, I think because of that, like, I, I still feel like there's a little bit to do on the Wii U version. I didn't want to go out and, and spend more money on the 3DS version, um, at least just yet. Um, and so I might end up, you know, if they release these other characters through DLC or something like that, I might just, you know, get them and for the Wii U version or something. Um, I don't really have a desire to, to also play them to go. Um, but the Wii U version's great. So if you don't have a Wii U, get the 3DS version. Um, the other games, hey, it's more RPGs, um, which are fantastic. And all three of those are, are great, are, are I'm, I'm sure, are going to be great games. Um, I just, once again, I need more time. Right. Need some sort of time machine then or something, because... <laughs> Those, these are some great games in this section um, I'm definitely excited for Bravely Default and Layer I played the first one, I absolutely loved it looking forward to this one, definitely like a day one pickup um, Dragon Quest 7 I never played the original because I didn't have a Playstation so I'm very excited to see this one this is one of the very few that I have not played so I have uh, 4, 5, and 6 on the 3DS already so 7 will be a welcome addition um, Fire Emblem Fates Revelation. I haven't picked up this one yet. I'm still working my way very slowly through Birthright. And then I'll have to see if I should even try Conquest and also Revelation. So it's going to be a long year. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Barry? Uh, well, like you guys, I have Hyrule Warrior Legends. I haven't popped it in yet. Um, but I most likely will just pop it in to mess around with like uh Linkle Story and just transfer the stuff to the Wii U version because I have so many hours already done in the Wii U version and the adventure map done. And I don't want to start back at level one again with everybody and redo everything. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to. You know, I already did it. I don't want to do it again so soon. Um, but I, I, you know, I do have to pop it in to at least get the code. But I just, again, no time. As for the uh, the other games, they've been pre-ordered since uh, announcement. Uh, I have played the demo of Bravely Second and completed it 100% with everything you can bring to the new game, and it is a lot of fun. I do hope that there are a few more features coming back, like the ability to turn off random uh, encounters or speed them up so that you get multiple. But some of the new things they've added, like the, uh, the, the succession battles, it just really, really cool, and the fact that you could do three different auto presets, uh, it just makes the game that much easier, uh, because it almost becomes like auto-grind, which is the one thing that 
that RPGs, you know, suck all that time out of you. Like, even Steve, in his busy schedule, can sit there and just, like, rotate the stick around until he gets into a battle and just hold the L button down and just do, like, ten battles in a row and instantly level up. So it, it's it's almost like... Oh, so this much is fun. This is... <laughs> Uh, Dragon Quest is a, is a no-brainer. Uh, if you haven't played Dragon Quest Seven on the PS1, it was a great game. Uh, but it's a whole new translation, and it's pretty much a new game, so it's worth replaying again. And uh, Steve should really probably pick it up. In fact, I'm just going to give a list of games that Steve should, should play. <laughs> but, but I'm just going to put at the top of the list, God says you need to play. And, and, and that might give him some time. Motivation, you know. Like the word of God, like the Ten Commandments, thou shalt play these ten games. <laughs> well, at least uh, at least it's on you, Steve, to play those games, not me. So I got a pass, so I'm good. <laughs> just wait, just wait. <laughs> has a whole He's gonna bring up Xenoblade again sometimes. There's a whole separate list for me waiting. I'm sure. Yeah, it's not over yet. We're at least, going. at least I have Xenoblade Chronicles X. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> great, great. One of like ten games. To start. Um, so that kind of brings us to the last little bits here of the uh, of the Nintendo Direct. Um, going to kind of skip over a couple little things, but basically, uh, one thing I want to mention is for the Virtual Console, Super NES games um, have started being released on the Virtual Console. Games like Super Mario World, F Zero. Uh, Earthbound, Super Mario Kart, uh, and on April 14th, we're going to get some other games like Super Metroid and A Link to the Past and more. Uh, on the new 3DS, you get Perfect Pixel Mode, which gives players the option to display the games in their original resolution. Um, also, just want to mention with Amiibo, uh, there's the Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. Um, starting now, uh, when you buy... Um, any Amiibo figure at certain retailers will get a bonus download code for Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge, which you can get for free on the eShop. Otherwise, it'll be available to the public on April 28th to download for free. And um, you tap uh, an Amiibo figure on the game, you get a little couple mini levels uh, to guide your character through. Just a neat little bonus thing. Uh, also, new Animal Crossing Amiibo uh, uh, figures have been announced, and a new series of cards, uh, Series 4, both coming on June 10th, which, uh, a little promo, the uh, the previous, the most recent wave of Animal Crossing figures and Series 3 of the Amiibo cards, um, I do have videos of those on Nintendo Fuse um, that you can go check out unboxings of. Um, have you completed your set, Hassan? Of the cards? Oh, I need I need to get that binder, but um, I no, I have a lot that I'm missing. Even from series one, I'm still missing cards. So I, it's so difficult. I bought so many packs too, and I still yeah. am missing so many, which is it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, uh, it was it, packs, and then I had a trade. Lots of trading on Facebook. Get them all. And mm-hmm. Husk, I'm sure you scanned them all into Happy Home Designer, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you know my uh, what my favorite 3DS game of 2015 or something. I know. Um, Just give them to your sister. It's like <laughs> just scan these for a while. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, can no, see that sitting in a corner, scanning all 400 in one at a time. <laughs> scan faster, go. 
Aaron reading this <laughs> card. But I don't again. want to. <laughs> like, just scanning him. Oh, man. Yeah, no, there's way too many. Like, just ribs. Like, he hasn't eaten in days as he does all four. <laughs> that starts raining over his head. He's soaping with that. But finish. Right. We should just live stream it. Oh, oh gosh. That would be the most <laughs> boring live stream in the of whatever. It'd be like the original person TV. He's just, like, sitting around doing nothing. At least you'd be doing something. <laughs> we can probably get you on NBC, the World Series of Amiibo scanning or something. Yeah. Is there a Guinness World Record for, like, the longest, uh, you know, Amiibo usage in the game or something? I don't even know. Like There can be now. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, any of these uh, you guys have you guys been collecting any of the recent amiibo? Or are you guys did you give up, or are you still going at it? Or <laughs> I have them all. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the amiibo. Yeah, I'm not in the room with my collection, but I did pick up Roy. So, yeah, I figured you. Would I got it. I got Ryu. Their day, but that's that's about it. That was the last. That was the last Amiibo actually I bought in a while. Um, so I saw. I I didn't even realize. I knew he was coming out soon, but I forgot when. And I was just like walking through Target and I was like, "Oh hi, that's cool. Thank you." Going in the basket. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I was thinking actually about the 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 Amiibo challenge thing. I was like, it'd be cool to to find an amiibo and, and get and, and get that early. But I haven't I keep looking at the, the stores and like there's not really one that I haven't gotten yet that I do want to get um to pick up to get that game. Uh so I might end up just waiting and, and picking it up when it actually or downloading it when it actually comes out uh next month instead because I don't know if there's really an amiibo that I yeah that I haven't got that I want yet. Um, haven't got any cards at all. So. I've heard you could just walk in and ask them. I haven't done it yet, but like people have posted on Facebook, they've gotten like a hundred sheets of the codes and we're just giving them out to people. So yeah. you can probably yeah. just walk your, send me your target and ask for it and get it for free without buying anything. Um, I'm surprised that Target would have them because when I looked up the retailers on the Nintendo site, it said it was GameStop, Best Buy, and Amazon. Yeah. So I'd be kind of surprised that Target would have them. I'm try just walking in and seeing if you can get one for free. Most retail employees don't care. They'll be like, sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah I didn't know, like, I didn't realize that they, I, I, now, it makes sense now that they come, like, on the receipt or whenever you buy or something like that. Because I was like, why would, would they, like, recall all these boxes and, like, stuff a thing in there? And how did I know that it was <laughs> definitely going to come at that? But it makes more sense that the retailer it, would actually give it to you when you buy them. It's did sheet with the Wii U and the 3DS with a code of each on the sheet, and it's just like, like a flyer they can hand out, so you don't even have to print up anything on a receipt. Uh, so it's like like the Pokemon like, giveaways at GameStop or something yeah. that's got a code exactly. on it, that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah that makes a little more sense. I was I was confused in the beginning. I'm like, really? They're, they're going to stuff those things? Like, that's annoying. But now <laughs> it makes more sense. Yeah, the uh, I've been trying to collect whatever Amiibo I can. They, they need to stop releasing a whole bunch at once, because I think I ended up, I, go, I went to Toys R Us, and I'm like, oh, they have Ryu. Let me get that. Oh, wait, they finally got, you know, Mega Yarn Yoshi. Got that. Oh, wait, the new Animal Crossing figures. Oh, no, I, new Animal Crossing cards. And I ended up leaving with, like, a whole ton of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, great. I don't, like, 
now I have uh, a whole bunch of videos to make too and everything, but it's just, they need to stop releasing too much at once because it's, it's killing me. Well, the next release is really only the 400, uh, the 100 cards for the last series and an Isabel, the, the summer outfit that we haven't had before. That's it unless they announce the new Smash Brothers Amiibo, uh, the last three during that day. And I don't know when the Kirby is coming out, but I doubt it's June 10th, but it could be for all we know. But I believe it is. Right. I believe they've already updated the site with the says June 10th. Oh, yeah, for, it is, actually. For the Kirby. The game and the new figures come June 10th. I'm looking at the press release. <laughs> there you go. See, there you go, Nintendo. Kirby, Animal Crossing and on 100 more cards. Ah, uh, great. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Amiibo, go buy all of them at once, because that's what Nintendo does. Although, I do, I gotta I say, I, think it, um, I was going to say real quick, the, the, I think it's really cool how now when I go to Toys R Us and I look at the Smash Bros. Amiibo, like, there's so many different kinds now. So, it's cool that there's such a variety of Amiibo that are available now, whereas before it's like Mario, Pikachu, Peach, Bowser. That's it, you know? But, like, now Kirby. you get, like, everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is nice that they have a lot more supply out there for, of the various ones. Yeah, I, 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 you guys have more than me. I think all of you have more than me. But, I mean, I have a lot, too. And, like, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I don't want to start counting up how much money I spent on all these little plastic toys. <laughs> then it just be depressing. One of us. One of us. <laughs> um, another person that's... Uh, uh, Amiibo collecting as well as Ross. So shout out to Ross here. He's a thinks the last time I called was Famicom Rob. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, so with that, that kind of wraps up um, most of the Nintendo Direct stuff, really. Um, all the, the the main highlights, at least. Um, so wanted to briefly discuss um, something else that was just um, announced today, which is a release date for Nintendo's first smartphone app. Me Tomo, uh, as well as my <laughs> Nintendo, which is March 31st. You know, they said it was coming in March, and they stuck to it. Although we can buy the last day. Hey, they're on it. <laughs> um, so it already launched in Japan, and apparently uh, it was uh, like number one on the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, and everything for a while uh, in Japan and everything. So we'll see how well it does here. But uh, if you have not already, go to Mitomo.com to pre-register so you can get a platinum coin bonus in the My Nintendo uh, Rewards program. So um, definitely, uh, definitely go do that. Um, are you guys ready for Mitomo? Like, are you guys ready to add each other on there, and you know, and we can become best friends uh, on on Mitomo? It's gonna be it's 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 the latest new social network, guys. It's it's gonna be incredible. I'm just letting you know now that I'm going to download it. I'm going to add you all, and I'm just going to do nothing but send you messages that say direct. So my little me just does this <laughs> again. RPG direct. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I, I I'm actually really excited about this. I, I think oh just because I want to see God. I want to see how it how it is and. I, I'm not excited because, like, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I, I'm excited because I want to see what Nintendo does, you know, on, on a mobile. And I want to see, you know, it's going to be obviously very Japanese, like, and, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm excited about the possibility. So. 
Yeah. Uh, also, uh, they announced an updated uh, online shop that they're going to be doing, which will kind of tie into my Nintendo and everything. You'll be able to – you can already download games, uh, like purchase games uh, online through their, through their website, but they're going to kind of expand it and offer lots more and, and more features and everything. So um, that'll be interesting to, to see, definitely. That's that I had pre-registered for, but apparently I only signed up for the My Nintendo account, so I just went through and pre-registered right now. I'm glad you I were listening it. to the podcast where you learned to <laughs> register. Exactly. <laughs> He's being proactive. <laughs> there you go. That's 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 how quick you can do it. That's oh, it's just a button click. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. Even the My Nintendo okay. account was so quick. Like I was like, wait, did I register? Am I done? Like, is that it? So quick. Yeah. Yeah. You go through and like link it up with your other social networks and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. explained why I never wasn't wasn't notified it was coming out in two days until it be posted the press release the other day this week. Hmm. Oh, I I wasn't notified by them. They still haven't sent the notification to me. That was just the press release that I got. Oh. I didn't even get yeah. the press release either. They just really don't want you to play Miitomo, Greg. <laughs> I know. Been banned probably, right? It actually just canceled your pre-registration. You you did it like two months ago, but they were like, no, not not Greg. No. And, I, I started neg- and I started with negative platinum coins and everything, too. <laughs> you owe them platinum coins now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, I guess the next episode we can discuss how it went, their first smartphone game and, and the new rewards program and everything. So that'll be, that'll be exciting. Um, but uh, the last topic here for the podcast is, is uh, probably the, you know, the most exciting, although uh, who knows what's real or not even real anymore. It's, it's all so crazy. So uh, we have the uh, NX, um, the upcoming Nintendo system. And the biggest thing that happened recently is there was a supposed leak of the um of the controller for for the system basically and and so supposedly it was this oval shape it had two analog sticks and it was a full you know uh touch screen the whole controller was a screen there's no buttons on it but it's all on the touch screen with haptic feedback um and you have uh the, the scrollable like mouse wheels as your l and r kind of buttons um and yeah, so there was a whole two bunch of, you know, or um, yeah, yeah, the uh, the analog sticks, and I think one of the rumors was like it would give you feedback on the analog sticks or something. If you, I don't even know. It, it sounded kind of interesting. I don't know, but um, the uh, yeah, everybody's going crazy. Is this real or not real? And there's one photo that came out of a white controller, and and you know, people are debating it. And then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of photos came out of this black controller. And that's when most people were like, okay, I mean, this looks legit. I mean, it's an actual item. And me personally, I was like, I kind of believed it. I thought, you know, it was a dev kit and not a final version. I thought maybe the final version, they'd add handles to it, or at least maybe they'd have an attachment for handles or certain things like that. But, I I mean, it looked pretty legit. And then it came out that that was actually uh, the first one was Photoshopped, and then somebody made a 3D printed model of that Photoshop as an actual controller. And... So it's all fake. 
But I did I didn't realize I didn't hear that part. I knew the Photoshop thing. I didn't realize that people actually made a legit Yeah. One. The the one that was the white controller was the Photoshop, but then somebody got it made a three D printed model for the, the the one with the black controller that had the multiple photos of that. That was a three D printed model. Um like what has the world come to now? Like you can't even believe what you see. Um, used to be a picture and it's not real. Well, I can't even choose a picture anymore. Yeah. That's not new. How many pictures of Luigi have we seen in Mario 64 when the N64 came out? In the internet? <laughs> How many different crazy ways did we try as kids to unlock him because we saw a picture? I just played for uh, Mario 64 DS when you could actually get him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of yeah. neat that like we're now in an age where, like back in the day, there was always this mystery, right? Is it real or not real? And then for a while, I think we got kind of past it, and you could kind of tell if something was photoshopped or certain things like that. But we're kind of back in the age of now. People are so good at doing this that it's you're back into that mystery of it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I think for a while, like it was, I don't know, fairly easy to yeah to mimic like older stuff, and then like graphics and technology, it flew ahead, and now like we're catching up again. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I never believed it was real, and if it was, if it ended up coming real, I was like just really hoping it wasn't because it looked awful. Like, some people are like, "Oh my gosh, it looks so awesome!" I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. It looks horrible. It looks really uncomfortable. And I, for one, know because Nintendo has said it many times that they don't want to come up with a, a system. They don't even want to put like their traditional like Mario games and stuff like that on mobile phones because they want a system that actually has physical buttons. Like I don't think they're going to put out a system that only has a touchscreen, a couple analog sticks, and some scroll wheels. That makes no sense whatsoever. And the thing looks like a football, and you're holding like it's going to be so uncomfortable. It's going to be a pain. Like it was kind of pretty if you didn't like think about what it actually was. Like so, I was. I, ne- I was never convinced, and, and I was really, really hoping that it definitely wasn't true. And so I was very excited when I heard that it was just a hoax. Yeah, I was yeah. Like all the I was had filed like all the patents that people were showing like original like I don't know almost like six months ago, and it was basically just a recreation of the patents. So it was like a the oval shape with like the two like control sticks on it and stuff like that. It was like almost somebody just took the patents and just transformed it into something real so obviously i don't think it ever turns out like that way i mean it's always welcome to be changed i mean that was probably initial concepts but i doubt it's going to be anything close to the final product but i don't know i just didn't really see it as real off the bat i was like this kind of early for that so and if it was real that person probably would have lost their job <laughs> right yeah, i, I- sentiments with Steve, you know, I, I didn't believe it was real. I didn't want to believe it was real. If it was real, I would be very, very unhappy. It, besides looking uncomfortable as all get out, you know, first off, I'm a physical player. I need buttons. I can't do iPhone games. Like, when I first got my iPhone for the first time, I was like, oh, this is a great Mario clone. You should get it. So I'm like, oh, sure, why not? A little fun thing. Turn my phone sideways, ready to go, and I'm die. I'm like, what, what, why didn't I die? Why, why? I was pushing to the right, but my finger slipped off of it because I couldn't feel anything. It was all touchscreen control. And I'm like, this is garbage. I can't do precision platforming with no, not feeling of an actual D-pad or an analog stick or, 
or actual buttons to push to jump. It's like, why aren't you jumping? Oh, because I'm not hitting the button. I'm a little bit off of it. I need to be able to feel that. It's like typing on a keyboard where you can't feel the keys. That's the way we touch type is the muscle memory. We can feel the keys. That's why there's a little button or a little, you know, bubble on the F and the J. You can feel how to get back to the center. So without that, that's backwards technology as far as I'm concerned, uh, especially if you want any type of complex game. If you want to make Flappy Bird XYZ, then great, yay, it'll work. But if you want third-party support, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and Batman games and, and you know, anything else, uh, Far Cry or whatever else you want it to do, you need buttons. You need to make it symmetrical with the other controllers. So it, it's not that hard. Like, if you remember the GameCube days, one of the worst decisions they did was actually not the micro CDs, was the fact that there was only a Z button on the right side and not on the left, because everyone who made a game that used R1, R2, L1, and L2 had to reconfigure the game for the GameCube because there was no other button up there. And it was such an oversight that they didn't include that. So I don't think they would do that. I really pray they won't see so. Uh, I think it's a neat idea. Uh, I just don't see it implementing. And one of the biggest fallacies for the Vita, uh, talking back about that system, in my opinion, and one of the reasons I don't take it around with me, <clears throat> is the portability factor of it is, in my opinion, hindered by the fact that you have this beautiful screen and you want to protect it, so you need a case. Once you need that case, it's bulky, and it's really not in your pocket portable. It's now you have to put it in a bag. The 3DS and the DS, that clamshell, the GBASP, that protects your screen. It's, just, it's great. It's like, how could you not use that design again? Because it, it becomes more portable that way. So if you have this huge high-tech screen with the state-of-the-art graphics and, and processors in it, and you throw it in your bag, and a book falls on it, and it's destroyed, yay. Like, they need something to protect it. Because kids are going to want this. Parents are going to buy it for their kids for $300, and they're going to destroy it. If, if it doesn't have any type of protection. So I don't see it, especially with the controller supposedly also being a portable game device. I, I'm glad it's fake. I hope it's nothing like that, and I hope it blows my expectations out of the way. And, and it better have buttons. Just, just please, buttons. So it's interesting that you say that, Barry. Uh, real quick, though, I don't want to say uh, Ross uh, put in the chat. He's like, ha-ha, football head, like, hey, Arnold. Uh, and then uh, mentioned Stewie Griffin. Uh, I saw a lot of uh, photoshops and everything of that, which is funny. But um, speaking of the, the button thing, so when the, the second supposed leak happened with the, the black controller and the multiple pictures and everything, there were a couple of people, like uh, a source from Game Informer, who's usually pretty reliable, that said that they heard from their sources that the NX controller uh, wouldn't have buttons. Now, they, never, they, it was, they could not confirm that, um, which is why you know, they never... I guess, really said much about it. But since this supposed leak was happening, you know, they wanted to kind of mention what they had heard. Now, granted, we obviously know this is fake now, but that begs the question, does Game, is Game Informer's source actually have real intel? Does the actual NX controller not have buttons then as well? Is this fake? So, Yeah. Know. It's totally, I like, if, like, Nintendo would have to be, like, and, and they're not, like Apple, like a lot of times, especially like in the the Steve Jobs era, would say like he would say something so strong, and then like a couple years later they'd go against it. Um, that happens a lot with them. 
not like all the time, but it happens several times where they're known sometimes for that. Nintendo doesn't really do that. And so if they, they usually, like, if they make a strong statement about something, they usually stick with it. And they've said many times that one of the main reasons, you know, there's other reasons, but one of the main reasons that they never want to bring their games to mobile phones beca- is because of the lack of actual physical buttons. I do not see them putting out a main console without buttons. Like, it makes no sense. It goes against completely against what they stand for and what they've physically, like, actually, like, stated what they stand for. And, and what they're against. And so, and, and I think it would take a lot of, like, they've taken a lot of uh, hard, hardcore gamers off over the years, and this would really take them off if they went to the point of, like, totally taking buttons out altogether. They're like, well, you're going total casual. And that, like, it seems like that's not what they want to do for this next system. They want to try to bring those traditional hardcore fans back in. Taking away buttons is going to do the complete opposite. Right. Yeah, I mean, they want to capture the market. The, the new president isn't isn't an idiot, and they know their position they're in. They know the Wii U isn't the distant third. They know the 3DS is the sales are are slowing down, and they know they need to do something or their their sales aren't really going anywhere. If they can't compete with the PS4 and the Xbox One, then I, I want them to stay in the, the hardware business, but why bother? I mean, that would be like saying, you know, I want to stay stay in the automotive business and compete with Honda and Toyota and Ford and all that, but I'm going to try to make a car without wheels that doesn't fly. Like, it's like Flintstones car, feet power. Like, no, you're not going to sell that car. You have to compete. There are certain things that all cars have. They all have four wheels. I don't care what maker model, they have four wheels. If it's an automobile, if it's a car, it has four wheels. If it's a controller, it has to have buttons. It doesn't have to have analog sticks. It could have D-pads, but it has to have buttons. And one of the things I read about the controller, granted it's, it's fake, but I still read it, was that they wanted to have programmable buttons uh, with, with the, uh, the NX so that each game can have tailor-made buttons for it. And it made me think back to the older days with the Atari and the Intellivision and the ColecoVision and the Vectrix with, like, overlays and stuff where you would have what looked like a a cordless phone on the controller, like the 5200, and you would just put an overlay. The Jaguar even did it. Uh, I think it was the last system that did it uh, where it had an overlay on it. So, like, F1, F2, F3 served a different function in each game, and you needed that overlay to be able to see what that did. Uh, it's a neat concept. It's a neat idea. And it would be neat if they did something like that, as long as they were physical buttons. And and I also read something about technology where something underneath the touchscreen that can move the touchscreen up into like a physical button and you could push it. And then when the game's done, it would like kind of melt down. I don't know if this technology exists. Apple probably is working on it. That would be kind of neat. Uh, especially if it was still see-through and you could still see the game or whatnot. I don't know if you can see through your thumb or not, but these are things I've read. <laughs> NX rumors are weird. I can't. I can't. <laughs> they can I've figure seen a video that out. That. That's some <laughs> big technology. So I saw a video of gloves that. Can, they're going to come with these gloves where you can see right through your hand. Oh. Yeah, seen... Nintendo invents the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're all wizards now. Um, 
The, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw a video that showed that tech fairy where it like pops up. It's kind of freaky because it looks like a normal screen, and all of a sudden it pops up in these like little buttons or something. But it seemed like it was a full prototype and not anything that was ready for market for quite a while, if at all. Um, so who knows with that? But it's interesting you mentioned you know about NX competing with uh, you know PS4, Xbox One, that sort of thing. When Wall Street Journal the other day reported uh, an upgraded version of the ps4 in the works like the ps4k or whatever you know it's going to do but uh and there's rumors of an upgraded xbox one uh things like that so you know it's interesting to see how nx will kind of compare with some of that and when it's even coming basically too um because you know you have all these rumors and and the most credible rumor so far is that the nx is going to be coming um at least the console this year uh, uh and so if that's the case, you know, they're going to start making some announcements soon and everything. And then if the NX is coming out and then this upgraded PS4 and everything's coming out, like how is this all going to, going to work? Yeah. I disagree with that rumor. I don't, I really do not think that it's coming this year. I think if anything, maybe a handheld, but I do not see Nintendo announcing. First off, we haven't had anything announced yet. It's now the end of March. We have three months until E3 gets in June. So unless they do something special in April or May, uh, which is possible, we're not getting an announcement of the NX until E3 at June. If they announce it in June and then suddenly it's coming this September or this October, that's not enough time for a home console to garner hype. You need that year buildup of hype. And and if there's not an announcement anytime soon, I don't see 2016. As many people want it to be. They, hell, they even had a Nintendo Direct this year that was pretty much like, hey, look, Wii U, 3DS, that's all we're talking about. That's what we're focused on. I do not see it until 2017. Uh, maybe a handheld, like I said, but it's it, they haven't talked about it now. We don't know Jack. People, We're believing Photoshop pictures and 3D printed pictures here because we don't have anything. It, it, it can't come out this soon. It, it would be a big folly. You, you need to build that hype. That's like releasing a movie trailer and saying, hey, it's out today. It's not going to do as well as if you announced it a year in advance and slowly leak the trailers out, you know, to build up that hype. You can't do it. Yeah. I am actually well, going. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it is coming this year, but uh, yeah. I don't know, Steve, is that what you were going to say? Or I was, I, I don't really know if it is, but I was going to actually just disagree that it, that it can't come this year um, because of that, because I think, I think six months is plenty of time to build hype. I think because the hype is already being built. Um, we are, are the, the, these rumors are being um, shared around and all those things because of the hype has already started. Um, and it has been going since the, since they were initially announced it. So hype has been building up little by little and, and sometimes big steps like this, the, the, the internet and um, well, this is like the internet that represents all of humanity now. Um, <laughs> we like, there's already, um, a lot of, of hype that's already built up around this um, because because of the the initial announcement. And so I think I not that I actually believe it's going to happen this year, but I don't think that that short time span would be a bad thing. I think actually it could be exciting because we're already we're already getting excited about it, and it would be really fun to say you know in you know uh, you know they announce it at D3 and say you know it's going to be available this holiday. I mean, Apple, we've been talking about Apple for a little bit here. Um, they do it all the time. 
like you, you hear about the new iPhone and it's available right away. Sometimes those are huge leaps. Sometimes those aren't. Um, some, you know, when the first iPad came out, we, we heard about it and then it was available like the next month. Um, so it is possible to make those turnarounds nowadays and still get the, the excitement behind it. And so I don't think that that short time frame would be a hindrance necessarily. I'm almost thinking if they wait too long, it could be a, 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 a thing that people forget about and they don't care about anymore. They, they've got to find that sweet spot where it is still exciting but hasn't passed and, and become just an old thing anymore. And if they keep putting it off and putting it off, that power thing is going to be a huge issue. I mean, if they're, if they're saying now that it – like, I think it's funny, actually, because, like, we've talked about this before, like, on the podcast about the power issue. Like, it better be as strong as a, as a Xbox One and a PS4, and now they're like, well, it might top the PS – well, uh, of course, yeah. Um, I don't expect them to put something out that's not – I mean, they've done it before, but I, don't, I think they've learned their lesson. Um, but if, they, if it just now, you know, if, if they're saying rumors now that it's going to top, you know, barely get over the, the PS4, well, if in 2017, it's probably going to be behind again because if they do release the PS4K or whatever, then – so they've got to they've find that right – Time slot. So I, yeah, I'm I'm okay if it does release this year. I think it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad. I have a rebuttal for you. The, Ready? Now, see, see, with Apple, like you mentioned, one thing they do when they announce their new iPhone or their new iPad, and it comes out relatively shortly thereafter, if 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 Apple says, "Hey, the new iPhone is coming," you know what you're getting. You're getting an updated version of this. They're not going to radically change it. It's an iPhone. It's an iPhone. You look at the 3G, the 3GS, the 4, the 4S, the 5, the 5C, the 5S. They're all virtually the same. If you can control one, you can control the next one. They're all just upgrades. It's like it's like new Mario Maker update. We don't need a six-month advancement to it. You know how to work the game. You know how to work the update. This is something completely different from what we've gathered, but here's the difference with the hype. You're talking about the hype buildup and how – Everyone's talking about it. We're talking about it, but we're talking about unknown. So what you're hyped up about, like, oh, I can't wait for the NX, may not be the same thing I'm hyped up for, same thing Hassan's up for, or hyped for, or Greg, or anybody else, because right now all it exists is in our imagination. We have no idea what this is. So for us, it could be the greatest thing in the world. And we're imagining, oh, my God, it's going to have this and this and this and this, and there's nothing to dispute that. All we have are rumors. So when you have hype like that, your imagination goes through the roof. And you, when, when your imagination is that high and your hype is that high, there's only one place to go, down, which means no matter what they announce, when they show it, when they reveal it, there's going to be tons of people who are going to be ready to go, but there's also going to be tons of people who are going to be disappointed because we built that hype so much in our heads. What can this do? Is it a console? Is it, is it a console stronger than the PS4 that's also a handheld that's freaking great? And then I could take it, like, all the way over to, to another country and still play my game. And it makes me popcorn and chips when I'm playing. And, it, you know, and it does this and that and this. And there's no end to it because it can do anything at this point. When they reveal it, that's when it becomes a legitimate item. That's when the levity will come in. And it needs time to settle, especially with such hype. It needs time to tell, okay, well, it doesn't do this, but it does this. 
and then it gives you time to get excited for these features that it really does, and you forget about the features that you wanted it to do that it won't do anymore, then it can build genuine hype. It's just like, you know, going back to the movie analogies. If I said, hey, you know, Avengers, like right now, Avengers Infinity War is coming out. We know it. How are, people are hyped for it. Why? Because we see trailers for Civil War, and we had two Avengers movies and all these other Marvel movies, and we know the track record. So we're like, oh, we're psyched for it. But in our heads, it can have any character in the world in it. We have no idea what's coming. Until those trailers hit, we start to get, like, a, a basis to form our, our hype around that we could say, all right, now we know what's happening. Now we have a little bit of ground zero. Hey, I thought the defenders were going to be in there, but now they're not. So now that hype level goes down a little bit. But I can understand, but hey, look, Spider-Man's back. All right, cool. You know, so it, it, you need that. And Nintendo needs time to build that. And at this point, it's too dangerous. It's a bubble that can only burst. Because I guarantee you, even if you're thinking with a level head, even if you're thinking the most rational thing they can do, like, if it's going to be cookie cutter, it's going to be the safest thing they could do because it wants to compete. There's no guarantee it's going to be like that. And I can assure you that there's hundreds, if not thousands upon other people that are thinking the most opposite thing that you are and that are hyped for a completely different system that probably will never exist. So that's right. why it's dangerous. And I think that's going to happen no matter what. It, it's going to happen if they give it six months. It's going to happen if they give it two years. Um, you know, it's, uh, people are always going to have that because if you announce something before you actually show it, you're always going to have that that issue. So, so I don't think that is really what's going to change it. I think you know, it, the fact is that they announced it you know a while back and they haven't really shown us anything. And so that's where I think you know I understand the reasons why they did that because they needed to make you know, sure, investors and everything were still okay with them after they made the whole, you know, mobile thing um, announcement and everything. But going back to your movie announcement or movie analogy, I actually don't appreciate, I, I don't like when when we have so many years build up to movies because I feel like, like, isn't that movie out yet? Like, I've been hearing about it for like three years now. Like, what, I, I thought I saw it already. I've seen so many trailers and we have announcement about trailers and we have trailers and trailers and trailers and like yeah I feel like I've seen a little movie already and so I actually appreciate that shorter time period I love when I hear about something and like oh that's really exciting and I can get it in like a couple months cool and so I I, I don't I don't know six months is six months is a long time um in my mind like if they they announce it in in at E3 and then they they release it at holiday that's that's a good amount of time for the internet and everybody, especially in this fast age where people are like going crazy all the time. Um, one little flashy thing, you know, everybody's ADD. Um, I, I think I think six months is, is plenty of time to uh, to build up enough hype over what it actually is to understand it. Um, if they you know if they they show us enough, um, show us why we want it and and market it well. It, I think I think it's enough time. And one other I was, was going to say, cause I completely agree with what Steve's been saying because um, they've had like whatever the year and seven months or whatever to cover the Wii U. And I feel like when they initially announced it, we didn't hear like anything for like, I don't know, at least like nine months, like after like it's an announcement. 
and so it's like, well, like we can't really build anything if there's not any new details regarding it. Like not even games that are gonna be coming or anything like that at all. It just felt like it was like, okay, here's our council, and then it's coming sometime in the year, and people were like, oh, we'll probably be there in January. Oh, we'll be there in April. Oh, we'll be we'll be right there before E3. Oh, and then E3 is like, oh, it's coming in the holiday. Like, why is it taking so long? I mean, I feel like if you go way too far in advance, that it kind of kills some of the hype because you let the competitors, you let you show your hand. Well, Greg, I think um, that I think that sweet spot is what they did with the 3DS. I think that was a it was a great time. It was a little less than a year. I think is is plenty of time. Um, you go much more than a year, and it's like, wow, and that's not out yet. I, I've kind of got excited, and now I'm kind of just coasting along now. I'm, I'm um, glad you, you, because I have something to say to both Greg and you. To, to, for Greg, first off, the Wii U. If you remember, it was announced at E3, and they did not get the message across. It was a horrible announcement. It was so bad that we didn't hear anything for the following or the remainder of the year. And then the beginning of the next year, in 2012, they had to do a special direct before E3 just to talk about the system and pretty much say, it's not just an add-on, here is the system. They failed that message, they botched it, and they ruined it. That was all Nintendo. If Nintendo delivered the same kind of message that Sony and Microsoft did with their respective systems, especially Sony, they knocked it out of the park and the sales are proving that, then it would be a whole different story. They, they failed that. It wasn't anything about longevity. It was their message was just not well received, not well delivered, and they paid the price for it. As for Steve and the 3DS, the, the, and I was going to say before, the other aspect, unlike a movie, if a movie is coming out and it comes out, a movie only cares about ticket sales. That's it. They want to see the numbers. The, the movie only has to worry about, or the, the production company only has to worry about getting it into theaters. And it, with a game system, even if they show it and announce it now, and they say, oh, it's coming in six months, there's other factors to consider. The first is retailers. Retailers need to be ready, need to have shipments, need to have stock, need to have a, a space set up for it. And if it's too soon and they don't have the plan on the, the floor plans ready and they can't have it, it's, you know, it's there to show off, it's going to hurt sales. Second, and most importantly, game developers. If those dev kits aren't out yet, if only a few select people have them, the games aren't going to be there. And that's where your 3DS analogy comes into play. Because when the 3DS came out, and it did come out pretty quick, it came out, you know, just, you know, less than a year after <clears throat> it announced. And what was the 3DS's biggest problem? Some people may say price, which was a problem, but the main thing was software. It didn't launch with a good lineup. It didn't really pick up steam until Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart 7 launched later that year. Why didn't they have those great games? Because it came out too quickly. Even, even when it was shown off, it was shown off with Kid Icarus Uprising, it was shown off with Ocarina of Time 3D, and it was shown off with Metal Gear Solid 3. None of those three titles made launch. Ocarina of Time 3D made it that year. I think Metal, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 might have been that year, if not the year after, and Kid Icarus Uprising was definitely the year after. So even the titles that it showcased right at the start didn't even make launch. Didn't even make launch a year. So you need time. And if the developers don't have time, I don't care if the system's ready, boxed up, and shipped to retailers. If they launch it without those software, it's Sega Saturn all over again. That's Grant, Yes, and, and granted, I am. I, I will say I am believing the rumors that the – the developers have the system already. They have their dev kits already because people have been saying that a lot. And so, yes, all of this is couched in the fact that I am believing those rumors. 
that the dev kits are in those hands, the, the hands of the people that they really need the dev kits in the hands of. And that's where some of these possible rumors are coming about, you know, from the power stuff and everything about how, like, um, they can port games over from other systems really easily and things like that. If, if that is all true, then that is why I think this year is, is okay. If that's not true, then I think it's a, it's a bad idea as well. And I think it's a horrible idea and it's going to have to be this way till 2017. But yes, if that's all, well, all of my thoughts are couched in, a, in that thought. Look, look at the Wii U launch. The Wii U launch, in my opinion, had a very strong launch lineup. If you look at the games on paper, it had an excellent, it had a Mario, it had Nintendo Land, it had uh, a Call of Duty, it had a Batman Arkham City, it had Batman for the sports fans, Assassin's Creed 3, Darksiders 2. It just, it just had a great launch lineup on paper. But then if you take the games that had released on previous systems at least six months earlier, and suddenly your launch lineup is down to just a few games. And porting games is very important. Porting games is going to keep them in the long run. And porting games or, or, or having ports at a system launch is fine. Absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But they need other stuff. And, and if, if, let's say, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say they've had the development kits since October of 2015. Let's say they've been October. So, and let's say the system launches in October of 2016. So they've had a year. A year is not really enough time to develop any type of AAA exclusive, you know, launch lineup title that you want in today's day and age. Great for an Apple Store or or for an iPhone game, but if you want Except to play the Call of Duty, well, that's another port. And and you know what, Call of Duty is actually, uh, you see, that's incorrect. Call of Duty is actually made by three different companies right now. Each company gets three years to make a Call of Duty game. It's Triarch, Infinity Ward, and another one. I forget. They added it. Originally, it was just two. And two years was too short. They added a third company in so they can keep a game every year, but each game gets three years. So your Call of but Duty example is basically the same one as the last one. So. <laughs> See, that was not a good example. <laughs> I, I do also no, I'm saying, but that's the games that sell, though. Those are the AAA things. Like it's it's maybe not an example yeah. of us Which who really appreciate years. the really strong game, but it anyway they can just they can pop it out. Like even they like can it's a three year cycle. Three years. Yeah, but like, but they could pop it out faster if they wanted to because they can. Like it really is the basically you know the same game you know over and over happens? again. When they do that, you get Call of Duty on the Vita. Which look at the reviews. It, it single-handedly killed the Vita for a lot of people. It was like the big shining hope, and it just bombed. It was horrible. It was like the worst game possibly released. And seriously, look up the reviews. It's horrible. And I'm not a Call of Duty fan, but it's horrible. It's got like 20 minutes of single player and a really shoddy multiplayer, and like that's the whole game. Like it's horrible. Yeah. The um, I know we could definitely go on and on about this forever. Um, I just want to make uh, one point, and then we'll probably start to kind of wrap things up as well. Um, we were talking, you know, kind of earlier in this discussion about Apple and everything and how, um, you know, you're talking about the iPhone, everybody knows what to expect and that sort of thing, right? Well, let's, let's use another Apple example here that had a lot of hype building up for quite a while. It was announced. And then six to seven months later, the Apple Watch released, right? So we've had hype building for the NX. A lot of people have all these expectations, just like they did of the Apple Watch. Don't know how it's going to be. It's announced six to seven months later. It's released, and, you know, 
and in the in the smartwatch market, it's you know one of the leading devices in the smartwatch market. Basically, it can be done. You know, uh, whether Nintendo can pull it off or not, you know, we'll see. But um, <laughs> that's but, the uh, question, really. Right, <laughs> it can be done, but it can be done by Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo historically, <laughs> at least lately, has not had the best. Uh, <laughs> best luck with that but uh you know maybe they've learned i guess we'll we'll see with all that um but if if it does come this year and i'm also going off of the one rumor the one rumor that so far has had the most things come true which is the one guy that talked about first of all disney art academy um he uh talked about the pokemon sun and moon with the code name uh whatever it was for rainbow or whatever like that thing those things were all so far true and everything that guy has said so far has been has been true. So I'm going off of that rumor that's saying that the NX would come, um, you know, this year or something. So if that is the case, then that means we probably should be hearing about it very soon, I would think. And, you know, Nintendo has wanted to kind of finish up this fiscal year kind of as is, and then we have new fiscal year starting next month. So the perfect time could be coming up to start really hearing about the NX. Um, I think they even have a fiscal uh, like a investor briefing or something at the end of April. Although I don't think they're going to announce, you know, any detail, like big details of NX at an investor briefing, but you know, maybe right before that or after it, we may possibly hear things. Um, I'm not sure. So um, any, any final thoughts on, on NX then before we kind of wrap up for, for today? I, I think we, we make a wager. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's let's end this. Let's end this with a wager. So, <laughs> I, I'm just going to Steve here. If you guys want to jump in, you guys can jump in. Um, Steve, I say, yeah, I say that the home console is definitely not coming out this year. There's a possibility again for the handheld. I doubt it, but a possibility for the handheld. Um, if if the home console launches in 2016, I will play a game of your choice as, as my end of the bet. But, but if it's a hot launch year, you need to play and beat Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> so I don't know, me a time frame. <laughs> what? Well, there's no time frame attached. Um. Oh, come on, realistically. I don't want to be 85 and hear you finally beat it. I mean, <laughs> within, within 2017. Within I'll, I'll wait until the, uh, the NX5 uh, virtual console <laughs> and get it. Um, here's, the, here's the deal, though. Like, even though like, I, I really like, talked a lot about the possibility of it there, I, I actually don't, I don't know if I could, could honestly say it's definitely coming out this year. I just think it's it's not unrealistic, um, because but I do know Nintendo, and I know that sometimes they drop the ball and sometimes they don't do things as well as they should do, and and so yeah, it it might very well be 2017, and they might not launch anything at all this year. They might just talk like they might say, oh, here's what it's going to look like, and that's it at E3, and just like totally leave us in the dark, um, basically, as much as we have been so far. Like, that is totally within the realm of possibility as well. Um, 
So I don't know if I have people who take that wager because we're dealing with Nintendo here. Um, <laughs> All bets are off with Nintendo. In, in general, in general, I think a six-month time frame for a launch is okay. Um, however, this is Nintendo. <laughs> well, I will say this: if if in the next two months, in April or May or or June before Nintendo before E3, sometime before E3, we get a special direct just talking about the NX. That's it. The whole direct. Then I truly believe there is a chance something is coming this year. If we do not get that before E3, I do not think so. Because if they did what they did with the Wii U where they had the special direct and then E3 was just Wii U games, then I can see them doing a special presentation for the NX and E3, nothing but NX games. Then I can see it coming this year. But if they don't do that, there's just not enough time in a 45-minute direct to announce the system, show off all the features, and then show off a killer lineup of games for the year, as well as still talking about Wii U and 3DS, because you can't piss those people off as well. There's just not enough time to yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I mean, I know we're going long here, but I, I'm really interested to see what Nintendo does at E3 this year, because they've, I mean, it, it could really, it, it's on that point where it could be make or break in, in a big way for them. Um, as much so as I'm really, really, really trying hard to be there. Um, and I think they, they need to be there as well um, in a very physical way, not some internet video stream thing. I think they really need to bring it. Um, For the NX. And if they do, it could be huge. Yeah, they need, to, they need a show floor and they need to show the NX to a crowd. They can't just do, here it is, directly to you. No, they can't. They have to show it to a crowd. Because there's so many companies like Time, New York Post, New York Times that are going to be there reporting it, and they're not going to look at a Nintendo Direct because they never have. They're going to be there, and they're going to write articles about it. Like, I remember the New York, New York Times, I think. I have an article still. What's going to be better, the Xbox or the GameCube? And it compared Halo to Luigi's Mansion because they saw them at E3. And that's what they need. They need to reach that larger market because they can't depend on grandma, and they can't depend on the five-year-old kids anymore. They need everybody. Right. Yeah, so definitely I think the next couple months are going to be going to be big to kind of see what Nintendo really plans for the year. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll make my prediction to say, you know, either in April or May we'll get some kind of direct or something like that, and, it'll, and the console will release this year for the NX. I'll, I'll make that, that prediction, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I could very well be wrong um, easily with Nintendo. You just you just never know. Uh, as, as we've definitely learned on this podcast throughout the years, you just, you just never know with Nintendo. Um, yeah. I will call this now quickly. Tomorrow they are going to announce an NX Direct. <laughs> right, yeah, because of this podcast. There you go. Um, watch them, you know, because April is like the start of a new fiscal year. Watch them like April 1st, hey, NX Direct. It's like, uh... You guys pulling a fast one on us? Like, oh, it's happening. April Fool's Day is coming up. This week. <laughs> Think about this. This is going to be bad. Everybody be prepared for April 1st. I, I just, you know there's going to be a lot of NX-related things going around. Just be prepared, guys. Uh, April 1st. Keep an eye out for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Last year on April 1st, and it actually wasn't an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, are you? Yeah, I remember that. I was like, why would they? Whatever. <laughs> and then I remembered, hey, it's Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Again, you never know with Nintendo. 
I feel like that that's like a running theme now with Nintendo. They need like a tagline. Nintendo, you just never know. <laughs> Pretty much it. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back again soon to to discuss you know whatever does or does not happen with Nintendo. Um, but uh, thank you all for for listening today. For those that joined in in the chat room and called in as well, we appreciate it and and uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, the discussion of the direct and Tomo coming out Thursday and all the NX stuff as well. Um, and so, yeah. if you are in the Boston area on August or not August, what? No, take two. <laughs> um, April, April. That's the month we're heading into. April 22nd and 23rd, 24th. Um, I'm going to be at PAX East uh, once again. Um, at least that Friday, I'm going to try to go down. I've got something else going on during the day on Saturday this year, but I'm going to try to make it down in the evening on Saturday as well. But I'll definitely be there in, on Friday. So uh, I know Roth usually goes. Um, there's some other people that, that listen in the Boston area. Some people drive away, drive from a long way away. So um, look me up. Roth just said in the chat, PAX East. So I assume that means uh, that means he'll be there. <laughs> I, if, uh, if you were listening to this podcast and, and you see Steve, Make sure to tell them to play Xenoblade Chronicles. You do <laughs> podcast. And bravely. And if you're and if you're cosplaying as a Xenoblade Chronicles character, even better. I, I tried to get to play Bravely Default two years ago when it came out and, and I reviewed it and he still hasn't, so there's no chance now. <laughs> uh Ross by the way says he'll only be there Friday this year. But um but yeah. Um, you have a home Ross. <laughs> there you go. Ross gonna hunt you down there on on Friday and uh, and convince you. Um, like, Backslash. <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, yeah. Thank you all again for for listening and um, stay tuned to NintendoFeast.com for all the latest Nintendo news and reviews. And we'll see you all next time. See you guys later. See you later. Peace.